Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. listening to more than a season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry. Real authentic behind the scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses. Grab a drink, sit back and listen because we are about to get real. Hey you, yeah you, stop listening, press pause, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Well, hello, everyone. Hey. Welcome back. We are so excited for another interview. Yes, we are. Yes. And so we are venturing to Texas football. If you are from there or you know, Texas is where it's at with the big football high schools and all of that. So we will let our special guest introduce herself. Hi, my name is Lauren Stockin. We live in Alito, Texas. Um, my husband actually coaches in Weatherford, Texas, which if you know any of the Texas towns, it's about 10 minutes from Alito. Um, it's west of Fort Worth. And my husband is actually head coach of the freshmen, but he also coaches wide receivers on varsity as well. And so I'm a full-time kindergarten teacher and also have a side hustle of running a boutique, Low & Co. Boutique. And so between football, kindergarten, and boutique life, we are super busy, but we love it. I feel like during season, we're like ships passing in the night sometimes. So that's a lot. We're, we'll dive into that as well, but yeah. we want to hear how you guys met each other and how you started this football journey. Okay, so we actually went to high school together. We didn't know each other really in high school. He still claims he knows who I was, but I still say no. And so we actually met up when we both moved home from college. He was teaching at the elementary school that I'm at now, and I was at a different elementary school in our little town of Alito. and I was walking through on an observation day one day, and just happened to be there. I was frustrated that I was there actually because I was observing a grade that I didn't teach and that's a whole nother story. But I walked by him and he was sitting at the table with one of his kids and he said, hey, how are you? And I was like, good, like out of nervousness, uh, half of, because I was in a hurry because if you know me, I'm always late. And so I was rushing to my class and that's all I said. And I felt so guilty afterwards that I messaged him and I was like, I'm really sorry that we've never really introduced ourselves to each other. My name is Lauren. And, you know, I was like, I'm sorry if I came off rude. And um, anyway, so it kind of went from there and we exchanged numbers and the rest is history. So it's kind of weird that we didn't really know each other in high school. And then we kind of met back up after college and yeah, we were engaged 10 months later and married. So yeah. So was that the original plan to be like, well, I'm just going to message him and be like, I'm so sorry that I missed you. I, I did that to Carson. So I always am like very curious. So was that the plan all along? Were you just trying to be nice? No. Well, I really felt bad because I think like he turned around and he like had mumbled something to one of his kids and he was like, she is not very nice. And he will say that (laughs) to this day. He was like, that girl is not nice. And so Anyways, I could just see on his face, I think, as I walked by. And of course, you know, I was just so nervous that he was even talking to me. He's three years older than I am. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. He just said hello. And so then I was like, 
maybe it was a little bit of an opportunity, but at the same time, it was just one of those things that I was like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. So it just kind of went from there. For football. So when you met him, was he coaching at that time? So he wasn't. Um, he was actually in the midst of getting his alternative certification because um, he actually graduated with a different degree. He was teaching at the elementary school just kind of as a side thing as he was getting his alternative certification. And so, no, he actually was not a coach at that time. And so he graduated at the end of that semester and then got a job at Weatherford right after that. So so did you know anything about like the football life or what you were getting into when he started coaching there? I did not. So, I mean, we grew up in Alito, And so if you know Alito at all, it's a huge football town. And so I knew about football. I knew if you're not at the games on Friday nights, you are like a nobody basically. And like, I feel like that's what it's like. And so whether you're in the band, whether you're playing football, like that is where you're at if you live in this town. And so I always knew football was a huge deal, but no, I never understood what it took. And I feel like people look at me and they're like, okay, you're just a football wife. It's fine. But until you're in that position, I feel like you don't fully understand what it takes and the amount of time or lack of time that you see your husband and get to spend with them. Then on the flip side of it, I feel like it also, I don't know, it just takes special people to fill these positions because it's not just a game. You know, it's more than that. It's it's working on these boys' hearts. It's shaping them. It's molding them. And then you just become family at the end of the day. And so it's so much more to us than just football. And I feel like from the outside, that's what people see sometimes. And so, no, I, I definitely didn't understand what it took. And I would tell you that first year of marriage and football, I was like, all right, are we going to make it? What's happening? Because you're never home. I felt like I was doing everything. And let me just say this too. Like, I think there's seasons. So like in my busy season, when it's not his, you know, he definitely pulls the slack and vice versa. And so he definitely helps out. And I think year two was so much better for us because we kind of got into a rhythm. We knew what was coming. And I looked at him and I said, okay, you're going to have to help a little bit more. Like I know football is a big deal, but... (laughs) Um, we've got to take turns and sometimes you are shotgun and sometimes I am. So I feel like it's definitely a give and take, but I did not fully understand what it took to be a coach's wife at that point in time. Yeah. I'm really, I really just want to applaud your honesty because a lot of our listeners, they are teachers and their husband is a coach. And so I feel like with that, it just, that's a lot of time commitment. And I know that you have a side hustle as well with this boutique, but I am curious, once you got into that routine, what did it look like for spending time together? So my husband, I feel like, well, not a rare breed. He's not, but like the day that we got married, he wanted a baby. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, it can't happen yet. (laughs) We got to figure these things out because we were so busy. And on top of teaching in general, I felt like, you know, we were already so busy. And then um, the boutique is actually kind of a newer uh, venture that we started back when COVID hit. And so we had some extra time and we, you know, looked at each other and I was like, I'd always wanted to do it. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, is is now the time? Are we doing this? Because I feel like before we got to do it before babies, we got to do it now that it's slowing down. And so he said, let's go for it. And so we went for it. And it's kind of taken off in a way that I never would have imagined in a million years, which is such a blessing for our family. But at the same time, it all hit like during football season and two a days and all of these things. And so it's been definitely a growing experience for us. And I will say 
after that first year of marriage, you know, we were doing a lot of like soul searching and research and podcasts on relationships and things like that. And the best advice we ever got to this day that we will carry on forever is date your spouse, which I know people hear that all the time, but weekly, like we are religious about it. And we're not religious in the fact that we have a set day, a set time every week because our schedules are just so all over the place. But we definitely have a date night at least once a week. And at first he was like, oh, we've got to spend money. You know, we've got to put effort into, you know, the whole manly thing. And I'm like, oh, date night. Yeah, let's do it. And so once we like started getting into the routine, he's now like, we haven't had a date night yet. Are we doing this? Like, let's go out. Let's do something. And I will say it doesn't always have to be spending money. And we definitely don't go out, out every week, but it's just putting the phones and the, turn the TVs off and just eat dinner, cook together something and open a bottle of wine and just have a conversation because there are some weeks where I feel like we don't even have like full conversations and he'll be like, oh, I told you I was doing that. And I'm like, Nope. Didn't know you were going to be at a coach's meeting until midnight to not, you know, like one of those things. And so it's definitely, I will say, I don't feel like there's ever a balance with anything. I feel like sometimes it's a juggling act (laughs) and you're just trying to prioritize what's most important. And number one for us is our relationship. And so having those weekly date nights are so important to us. And seriously, especially if you're newly married, do it, whether you're a coach's wife or not a coach's wife. It is a blessing. That's a great tip. What is your favorite date night or what's the best date night idea that you have? So we love, we love trying new restaurants. We love hole in the walls. We love things like that. We're also big dessert people. So sometimes we won't even like go out to eat. We'll just like eat at home and then like go grab dessert somewhere. So we love things like that, but we're big (laughs) eaters at our house. And so, uh, yeah, I would just say trying new restaurants or even if it's like wineries or like a local brewery that we haven't tried something new. We just like new experiences. I will also say that as soon as season is over, since we started dating, we every year have taken like a big trip. This year is going to look a little different, obviously, because of COVID. So end of January, early February, we always go somewhere. So like our first year, we went to Chicago and spent like four days just because that's the time. Well, in between that and him starting another sport but it's just kind of that wind down time and catch up you know that we haven't gotten to spend all season together so that's our Christmas present to each other every year we don't do gifts we don't do anything like that we do a trip together and so that has also been incredible for our relationship too yeah I love that that is what Carson and I have tried to do as well just because I just value experiences so much and I think we both are event coordinators so we have this like travel bug that's like ingrained in us so I definitely feel you on that one. That is me to a T. I literally looked at him one day and I was like you just want to sell everything you want to just like buy an RV and let's just go. He's like a planner and I'm not at all. I'm like we could just flip a coin. Are we going east? Are we going west? Where are we going? And just drive like that's me to a T. And so he's a little bit more of a planner. So he kind of has to plan things out, but he's always along to take trips too. So now that's good to hear. I do want to know. So owning a boutique is a lot of work. And I know that you started this, you said at the beginning of COVID. So I want to know what are some things that you've learned through this process? And basically, how did this idea of a boutique come around for you? Okay, so I will say that I'm now running a business off of YouTube videos and (laughs) podcasts, seriously, because 
I knew nothing about owning my own business and I'm still, I learned something I feel like every single day, but literally it was just research, research, research. And I really don't think that my husband realized how much I'd researched it. He was like, oh my gosh, this is your hobby. You know, you just want a way to get clothes because I loved clothes. I still love clothes. And so he's like, all right, you just want, you know, wholesale clothes and you'll be done and gone with it after a while. And once he started kind of seeing like the fruits of the labor and, you know, how many hours I was putting into it and how much research I actually did do, he was like, oh, holy moly, like, this is a, this is a thing. Like, we're doing this. All right. What do you need? You need me to help ship? What do you need? Because at first he was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going in there. I'm not going to help with all the girly stuff, but it's, it's been a blessing in all the ways, but at the same time, it's hard work. It's really hard work. And like I said earlier, it takes so much time. And there are some weeks where I'm averaging like four hours of sleep at night, but then again, you have to understand that that's part of, you know, owning your own business. And it's, it's literally like having two full-time jobs right now. And so what kind of started as a side hustle is now fully bloomed into something I'm so grateful for. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, when am I going to get some sleep? I don't know how people throw a kid into the mix. I'm like, um, I will say though, that the idea of this started a long time ago. I've always known that I wanted to own a boutique, but the timing has never been right. And I will say, you know, we slowed down when COVID hit and we got our stimulus checks in and we were like, oh, like we won't be out any money. Let's just, you know, let's just put whatever is in that check towards starting it and go for it. So that's what we did. And my goal eventually one day is to be able to stay home with my babies. But I'm the type of person that will get bored, I feel like, at home. And that's for some people, and that's amazing. But I just feel like this might sound bad because I don't have kids yet either. But I'm just the type that might get bored. And so I'm like, I got to have something that I can do and still bring money to the table because obviously I'm married to a coach and we don't do this for the money. And so that was another thing. And so I hope I get to use it one day to stay home with my babies and that it grows into that. I think that we totally agree with that. We can't just stay home as much as we would love to just stay home. Our minds just keep going with what we'd want to do and have passions of our own. So that's awesome that you really want to follow with that. So he coaches football. You said freshman and varsity. He's also helping out. And then he also has another sport that he's coaching. Yes. So football during season, he's at practice every day during the week. And then they also are there on Saturdays and Sundays after game nights. But we also have games on every Thursday, every Friday. And so that's kind of a football season in one practice Monday through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, game nights and Saturday, Sunday, they're pretty much gone. We go to church on Sundays and then he leaves pretty much straight from church and goes and he's gone for majority of the day. And then we have about a month and then he goes straight into wrestling. And then wrestling lasts about three months almost. And they start spring ball in the spring and it just starts all over and then summer workouts and then two days and then the cycle just continues. That's so crazy. Yeah. And I was like thinking of that schedule. I'm like, man, it is like nonstop. I do want to ask, do you go to a lot of these games? So I will say for football purposes, I usually don't ever miss a game Thursdays and Fridays. I'm pretty much there. And then wrestling. We just started wrestling last season. So this is all kind of new for us. It was just kind of one of those things that he was like, oh, I think I want to 
try to coach wrestling. And I'm like, wait, we don't know much about wrestling. What are you doing? What are you, what? And my husband's like, he likes challenges. And so he will go and do the same thing. He will YouTube and figure out he's now joined jujitsu. He's done all the things to figure wrestling out. And so I will say last season, I didn't go to as uh, many wrestling events as I would football, but probably this season I will be at a few more just because I now understand and we are in it for the long haul. And that was not a fad. It was not just a, oh, I'm just going to do it this season. We're just going to see how it works out. Nope, we're in it. So I will probably be at more wrestling this season. <laughs> That's so funny. Then he'll come home and he's so funny. He's like, hey, can I like try this new move on you? And I'm like, um, you're gonna put me in an arm bar or a chokehold? No, thank you. I'm out. I'm tapping now before you even get me there. I, I do want to ask with the community that you have since you did grow up there, um, do you feel like that over time you've built up this community of women that are either football wives or within the teaching like community? How do you feel about that? So a lady that I actually teach with now she has a son that's my age that I graduated with, but I also um, played sports with her daughter growing up, which is kind of like a weird, like full circle thing. And then um, I will say, as far as like coaches wise and stuff, we are such a close community at Weatherford. We're always like helping. And I know that's a, a, the case in a lot of places, but I just feel like, so who Austin, my husband's Austin, who he went to Weatherford for, the head coach at Weatherford used to work at Alito. And he kind of brought Austin on. Well, that was Austin's seventh grade football coach. So, yeah, so it's kind of full circle there as well. And we all kind of knew each other from Alito, too. So there's a lot of Alito coaches' wives in Weatherford, if that makes sense. They're Weatherford coaches' wives from Alito, if that makes sense. There we go. And so, yes, it's all kind of full circle. We definitely have a tight-knit coaching community, so... That's so cool. And that's cool that you guys have a community outside of football as well that you've kind of grown up with. That's really unique. You've mentioned this before in the beginning, but you said that like these boys have kind of become family. So what have you guys done from your perspective and your husband's perspective to kind of take these boys in under your wing and, and give them that sense of community, that sense of family? So I will say, and like I had mentioned before, I just feel like so much more goes into being a coach than people realize. And so it's stuff as little as team dinners. Sometimes it's taking uh, food up on Saturdays and Sundays. My husband, he picks up some kids for practice in the mornings who can't make it there. It's just all those little things combine. And then it's just a safe place for those boys to go, you know, during school with personal problems, with whatever they need help with, they're always there. What is the go-to meal that you put together when the players come and eat or if you take the meal to them? What's like the easy go-to? Okay, so I always try to do something really easy and most of the time it's casseroles. So I do probably see chicken, but then when we do pre breakfast on Saturdays, we do like a tater tot casserole that's super easy, super yummy. It's like the frozen tater tots. Um, you brown some hot sausage, eggs, and then some garlic salt and you just like pour it all over, bake it for about 50 minutes and y'all, it's so good. It's so easy. I can prep it the night before, throw it in the oven on Saturday mornings and he can just take it. Yeah, we might have to share that recipe. That's unique. Yeah. We haven't heard that before. So that's a really yeah. unique one. If you had to tell yourself starting out in this journey or someone new just starting out in this journey, one thing that you've learned, what would you tell them? I would just say, make your relationship a priority. Don't lose 
sight of that because it's so easy. And we definitely did that our first year. We definitely lost sight of each other. And it was like, all right, who, who are you? What, what's happening? And so I will say, just keep your relationship a priority. And then, like I said earlier to take turns, you know, sometimes you're riding shotgun, sometimes you're the driver. So yeah, that's great advice. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and being so open and honest with everyone. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And thank you guys all for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season underscore Women's Guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.